mine now. You belong to me. Today we're going to play a new fun game. Hello and welcome to the Twin Picks podcast. My name's Dan. My name's Nicole. And it's your birthday episode. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, she's got birthday. a party pop-up, party pop-up. What's that thing called? A whistle uh, buzz? Whistle, <laughs> whistle thing. Uh, Tins- tinsel whistle blowy thing. Kazoo? Is it called a kazoo? Kazoo. Yeah, it's let's called a kazoo, isn't it? Yeah. I just pulled that from the depths of my being. I don't know where that came from. Kazoo, you've got a birthday kazoo because it's kazoo. your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks, dude. So we're having a party, aren't we? <laughs> in my room and in your... In, what are you, where are you, in your lounge room? I'm in my lounge. Yeah. In the lounge. In the lounge. I'm in the drawing room. <laughs> Yeah, so happy birthday, mate. This is your birthday episode. And if you're listening to this on the Monday, then your birthday would have been yesterday. So head over to Nicole's Instagram and and wish her a happy birthday. And also vote on the poll that we'll talk about later. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, how many many, many messages can we get you? If every single listener sent you a message, you'd have three messages. Yeah, so coming up in the show, it was your pick of topics so you've gone for mm-hmm. disability in film and we're going to be talking about the peanut butter falcon and memento after that i'm going to be picking the topic and we've got some picks and and the theme ready to go the final section is stitch up and you had to watch drainiac because mm. you're a drainiac drainiac I, I watched half an hour of of drainiac so why I have did few- you do <laughs> I have a few questions. I have a few questions. Nothing major, but I just a few things like, what, what happened here? And what was this about? What was that about? Are, are you just making sure that I watch the film? Is that what you're doing? Oh, you busted me. Yep. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm stitching myself up as well by watching these films. Yeah. No, truth, truth <laughs> is that it sounded like it was a terrible film, but maybe it was quite fun. So I thought I'd give it a go. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Um, later. The final part of Stitch Up is where we have to reveal the poll results from last week. And mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember what the films were because my memory is terrible, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. They're both terrible films. Oh, I remember now. It's just popped yeah. in my head as I was waffling on. <laughs> it's, for, you, <laughs> for you, I picked Mega Piranha, and for me, you picked oh, an Easter Bunny puppy. So uh, let's just go straight into what we've been watching, I reckon. Let's go straight into Recently Watched. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Yes. We still need to get some sound effects, don't we? Yes. I'm just going to sample that and I'm just going to use that. Do it again and I won't make a noise. All right. Ready? There you go. New jingle. Brilliant. What you been watching? What you been watching then, mate? Watch Honey Boy. I had it on rental. That and Invisible Man, both really good. I haven't seen it. Um, I have seen the Invisible Man, though. In fact, that was the last film that I went to see at the cinema before this whole thing happened in, in on the world. What did you think of that? Uh, I it was good. I oh, it was great. Very smart. Oh. I really enjoyed all of the, I guess maybe we should say spoilers for Invisible Man just in case. I probably, I'm going to try not to spoil it, but you never know. Um, mm. 
Yeah, I really love what they did, how they did the whole invisible thing. So, like, it was very, like, mm. static camera work and you would just it'd be, like, a fixed shot of Elizabeth Moss in the kitchen or whatever and you'd just see shit going on around it. And sometimes nothing yeah. was even happening, but you were looking for it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that. Lee, it was Lee Winnell, wasn't it, who did um, Upgrade and wrote Saw. And he's going to be doing more of these universal monsters, apparently. The last I heard, he was going to be working on a Wolfman film with uh, Mr. Ryan Gosling, actually, of all people. As Ryan Gosling as the wolf person, I guess. That I'm really looking forward to seeing what Lee Winnell does for the monsters. The last, I think the last time they tried to reboot it was with Tom Cruise. And they, Did you ever see the Tom Cruise, The Mummy? No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. It was so bad. So bad. <laughs> I didn't finish it, to be honest. I think I got about 40 minutes in, but it was that bad. It was just, nah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Good to know. Good to know, yeah. So you're getting your little notepad out. <laughs> I, was gonna, I almost was going to write Mission Impossible, but that's not what I meant to write. Tom no, Cruise. write that. Write Mission Impossible. Yeah. Write, write Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout. Is that the last one? That was the last one, yeah. And, and the best one, I think. Easily. I don't think it's even close. Not even this. What about the second one done in Sydney? Not the best one? That one, actually, uh, that's a bit. Yeah, I, I do enjoy the second one actually for very different reasons. So I watched uh, 37 Seconds this week and it was, it was really good. About this young girl who has cerebral palsy and she, she draws anime. Is it anime or magna? I forgot what you call the. Manga. Just the comic manga. Anyway, she she uh, illustrates those comics. So she finds a pornographic uh, comic book and she contacts them and she goes, oh, you know, your work is good, but obviously you have not had any experience. So it goes through her life of experiencing her her sexuality and then also just her growing up in a way as well because her mum is very controlling and not making her not independent so yeah it's really good i highly recommend that film i like the sound of the way that the art sort of parallels with her life that sounds Mm. like quite an interesting way of telling that story i think it's on um netflix here i think it's it's on on netflix i did it to my um to my watch list so i'll get around to it at some point hopefully I watched The Notebook randomly. That was on TV. Oh, fucking <laughs> I'm going to put a notebook ban on this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that like, don't beep, put beep, it beep, on beep, my switch up? <laughs> you already put it on, didn't you? Didn't you already put it on and it got, and you, they voted against it? No, I've never put The Notebook on for yeah, you have. No, I haven't. I promise you I haven't. Uh, that's probably one of the better Nicholas Spark adaptations that they've done. What have you been watching? So last week I was talking about um, having watched The Babysitter. We, we were both talking about it and it was, mm-hmm. I I found it enjoyable. It was a good film. Uh, I, so I watched the sequel. I watched Babysitter, Killer Queen and it's all right. I thought the, I thought the first one was great. Um, or just really good. I really enjoyed it, but it's not like a masterpiece mm. or anything. I just enjoyed it. It was just yeah, a yeah. It was fun. a lot of fun. Yeah, mm. and this one, I had almost the same experience with this one as I did with the first one for the first hour, and then after the first hour, it just totally shit the bed. 
and it kind of went against what they were doing in the first one a bit i don't want to spoil it too much um because it's quite new and people probably a lot of people haven't seen it yet but started all right ended pretty disappointingly um not quite as good as the first one afterwards i i sort of had a a craving to only watch sequels this week so the next film i watched was wishmaster 2 which was quite a lot of fun again horror film about a, a evil genie And then I watched a zombie film called The Girl With All The Gifts, which is a very good British zombie film, I think. Uh, After that, I went for Terminator 2. I did it. I did it again. I watched Kill Switch, Dan Stevens, and then I watched Enter the Dragon. Anything else, mate? No, and that's all that I have seen this week and apart from watching many many episodes of it's always sunny in philadelphia i'm now back up to season four so i've watched Mm. three seasons of it this week jesus jesus yeah so i'll probably finish that again within the next couple of weeks and then maybe i'll start it again i could just keep on watching forever on loop it's always sunny in philadelphia my go-to is usually friends Oh, uh, but God. I haven't watched that. Actually, this this week I've I've almost finished the Good Girls. Good Girls, yeah. Golden I've almost girls. finished that series. No, Good Girls. I haven't gone back to Golden Girls since the last time I spoke about it. Need to do some sewing and then just put it back on the back in the background, which I might yeah, do this you, weekend. You were loving that. You were you were raving about it. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. you haven't gone back to it. Yeah, I think I got up to like season three or four. I know long old seasons back in that day, wouldn't they? With, with look, like 20 episodes or whatever, you know, American sitcoms. What's The Good Girl? I never heard of it. The Good Girls is about these three women. They're a bit stuck for cash, so they rob uh, one of the supermarkets that one of them actually work at just to get a bit of money because her daughter is not well and she needs to get some money so she can get some better treatment. And then they start making dollars, fake money. So I've been in uh, the third season just came out maybe a couple of weeks ago. So that's why I've been watching that. I think I'm going to watch Dark. I'm going to start season one of Dark and try and watch it all after after this. Have you seen that series on Netflix? No, I've been be- I've been meaning to watch it, but um, I tried to put it on about a month ago. Actually, I put it on late one night but it looked just like it was a bit too heavy for that frame of mind that I was in at that particular time. So I was like, no, I'll put something else on. Because I think you've got to concentrate quite hard on it. And I've heard it's very good, though. It's very good. You think Stranger Things is good? It shits on Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, it's excellent. Stranger Things is fine but it definitely plays those on those nostalgia strings then it? it's, it's all about mm. the the music and the visuals and oh aren't these kids great and it, it, i find stranger things is definitely it was a, it was more of a novelty like the first season i enjoyed it because it had all those elements but it's definitely as it's gone on i don't love the show i think it's fine you saw it at secret cinema as well right yeah uh that's yeah i did the stranger things one um last year which was yeah that was that was really good that was a lot of fun and it was 80s vibe, so I got to dress up in, in 80s clubber, which was which was yeah, me all sick. over. It was, I was like a pig in shit, mate. It was great. <laughs> was just a pig in to, shit? I love it. Yeah. Have you not heard that <laughs> expression before? 
No, but I'm definitely using that more often. (laughs) (laughs) It's very crass, isn't it? But I like it. It gets, yeah, it paints the picture perfectly for me. Oh, we're done, aren't we? Have we got anything else to talk about with section one, the first bit? No. All righty then, let's move on to section two. And this is the bit where we talk about the films that we chose last week. Double homework, two weeks in a row. How dare you? I'll, I'll talk a little bit and then I'm also... I'm going to do a bit of sensory on this part of the segment. So uh, disability in film, I guess it's been improving representation on screen as well as uh, giving more, starting to give more opportunity for people who have a disability, whether it's in front of camera or behind camera. Uh, In Australia, bus stop films, they're a pioneering non-for-profit organisation and they use filmmaking in the film industry to give people opportunity in front of the camera and behind the camera, which is great. But I thought I'd do something a little bit different with the topic this week and do some sensory stuff. So I've got a couple of questions for you. So someone who has a hearing impairment, how do you think they watch a film? They use their eyeballs. <laughs> Subtitles. Subtitles, yeah, that's right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Also, uh, people with a hearing impairment, maybe they're, uh, oh, I forgot the term, it's it's like a hearing aid, but it's a bit more technical. Mm. Uh, sometimes they can hear the film through that, as well okay. as vibration through speakers. Well, there was, um, um, there was a, yeah. a, a DJ in... Oh God, I've forgotten his name. I want to say Frankie Knuckles, but that might be completely wrong. But it was there was a film about him, and there was a DJ, and he went deaf. But what he had done oh. is he'd uh, figured out a way to feel the vibrations of the tracks. I think in the film, what they did is he he was he was stood on the speakers, so he could feel the vibrations in his feet, and he let, he learned to mix through vibrations. Awesome. Okay, so then, how do you think someone who has a vision impairment may watch a film? Um, audio description, right? Mm, you got you went forward to it. Yes. So mm. I was gonna I was gonna play a clip from uh, Don't worry, you uh, don't worry. He won't get too far on foot. So I'll play this clip, and I want you to describe what is happening in the scene. That's yeah. Good. Ready. Describe that scene for me. That so there was a, an actual scene happening there. That was the music yeah. over the scene. Yeah. And I meant to describe the pictures from hearing. Yeah. It. From just hearing it. So I'll play that same scene again, and you'll get a better description of what is exactly happening. John keeps his gaze upward. Images slide in and out of view. 
featuring John drinking at different points in his life. He sweets liquor while chatting with Bonnie and Terry. John drinks as he makes a payphone call in the rain. He sweets from the jug of wine in the park. John drinks as Tim gives him a bath. He chugs a beer at the party the night of his accident. Now, John rides into the living room. His wheelchair catches on a wire and he knocks Snickers' glass cage to the floor. Now you've got a better understanding of what that scene, what was happening in that scene. Yeah, I'd like to describe a scene. Um like the setup of something. I think I've accidentally put the feature on sometimes on some streaming services. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, without that audio description, I guess that just limits, a, you know, if you've got a, an impairment, it just limits to, to what you, you know, what you can watch. There's be so much stuff you can't watch. And I wonder how many, uh, do all films do this now? Is it standard mm. thing or is it just sort of as and when or certain features or I know it's definitely on prime and they have it on Netflix. I was going to do it for 37 seconds, but it was in Japanese audio visuals and I would have not understand anything. So no, you'd have been screwed. But yeah. Um, all right, cool. Thank you very much, mate. So we've got to talk about our two films now and we chose the peanut butter Falcon and memento. Alrighty. Shall we start with memento then? Because yeah, I watched it and I watched his commentary, but I still don't fully understand what happened in this film. <laughs> I get the, get the basics. I get enough of it, but it, got to, it, get, it gets to a point with me where I'm just like, I'm done trying to figure out this entire film. I'm just putting it down. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's go for Memento then. So Memento came out in the year 2000. It was directed by Christopher Nolan. It's 113 minutes long tagline on letterboxd is some memories are best forgotten and the synopsis reads leonard shelby is tracking down a man who raped and murdered his wife the difficulty of locating his wife's killer however is compounded by the fact that he suffers from a rare untreatable form of short-term memory loss although he can recall details of life before his accident leonard cannot remember what happened 15 minutes ago where he's going or why so the budget was nine million on this and worldwide box office was 40 million so it did, did pretty well it's told in a very unique way this film it's presented very well it's not like i can understand enough of it to be like oh this this is what happened but it's yeah. how you try to link everything so i think they did a very good way of telling the story in a linear way but obviously it wasn't forwards it was backwards i, yeah. I can't even explain it i've confused myself trying to even explain this film I understand what you're talking about though <laughs> yeah so all of the color stuff was backwards being told backwards and um they really, I really liked the way that it used certain objects as anchors. Like he had the gun, he had the Bible, he had a bottle, like you'd put the bottle on the side of the uh, toilet and then later on he would use it as, as a weapon. And it just like those visual cues let me know where the film was. It essentially was just being told backwards. So it starts off with the killing of, of Joey Pants. We didn't do the cast, did we? But it was basically Guy Pierce. As Leonard, Joe, yeah. Joe, Joe Pantoliano as um, as Teddy, and Carrie Ann Moss as Natalie. Natalie, that's right. So he is basically. It starts off with him killing Teddy, and then the story goes backwards, and you kind of find out just how he's been progressing through his case. 
Um, he obviously tattoos messages to himself, like uh, the tattoos he will leave himself tend to be the facts and things that uh, kind of set in stone. And then he has photographs and he has a whole like map of events and things he's trying to figure out. And it's about, the film's about memory and how unreliable our memories are and how yeah. fragile they are. Like, um, and we take it, we take it totally for granted, but you know, if your memory is not working properly, you, you, that's who you are. That's who we, how we come to identify ourselves with. And if you lose that, you, you lose part of who you are. So I think the film did a very good job at showing that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like a murder mystery, sort of noir throwback film, mm. but told in a very unique way. And the whole way through, Nutcry Pierce is doing a voiceover and he's explaining about this case that he had investigated when he was in insurance. Right. Um, claims analyzer, I guess you would call him, or asshole, as others might say. <laughs> yeah. um, he was investigating this claim where Sammy, this guy, um, had the short term memory loss. And it was, uh, side note, Sammy's wife is played by Christopher Nolan's wife. Um, oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. But it turns out that, that this Sammy person didn't exist, right? So if we are to take mm-hmm. everything literally, that's the problem I had with this film. It's like I didn't know yeah. when it got to the end, which was the start, I couldn't yeah. tell if that was true, if you know what I mean, because you you never yeah. quite know. And I guess that's maybe the point, you know, you don't really know if what Teddy was saying was true at the end. You don't really know if, uh, if there was no Sammy or if there was a Sammy. Or if he was just playing with his mind because yeah. Teddy actually did it and that's why he killed him in the end. You just don't know. No. And that's where I kind of give up with it and be like, look, I just, it's a film that happened. And and actually, (laughs) because to me, I don't quite know, I can't be certain of what I, if what I saw was true or meant to be true. And that's probably the point I would say to, I might be completely wrong, but I would say maybe there's some, there was some intention with that for it to be ambiguous because our memories are pretty bad. They're not great, especially and <laughs> especially mine. Especially mine. Yes, it's horrible. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Smoothie. Yeah, you're right. It was a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> um, that dialogue in the black and white scenes. Apparently, uh, Sammy's character. That was all improvisation, according to IMDb. Um, also, you know, at the end. Well, at, it's like as you said, the st- the end, but it's at the start. The line that Teddy says, you don't have a clue, you freak. Apparently, uh, Christopher Nolan wasn't happy the way he said it. So uh, in the editing part, it's actually Nolan saying that that line and he, he put it in the movie and not even um, Teddy's character didn't even know until he had an interview with someone and the interviewer mentioned it to him yeah the the voiceover the voiceover stuff i saw this on um there's quite a few extras on the on the blu-ray and i saw i saw this this was on a little documentary called anatomy of a scene i think it was oh. uh, joey pants was there with his flat cat cat hap and flat cat hap flat, flat cat flat cat <laughs> you know what flat i'm trying to say cap. yeah flat cap i'll just say flat cap just flat cap yeah, he's, he was wearing a black cat on his head. I really enjoyed some of the humour in this. 
the the bit that made me laugh the most i think because guy guy ritchie god i'm really screwing up today guy pierce because <laughs> Le- okay. leonard because he's because a guy guy and he did it again guy pierce is very deadpan delivery i found some of the jokes in it to be quite well placed and i needed a laugh at that point there was one part in particular where he has a he's i call it waking up like because he just gets to a point doesn't he, he just forgets and then he just wakes up he's like right okay where am i now and there's a part where he sort of wakes up and he's running he's like well, all right what's going on here and he sees a guy and he goes oh i'm chasing this man and he got starts chasing the man and then the man stops and points a gun at Lennon and he goes oh, nope he's chasing me and he turns around and he runs <laughs> That, I love that part. I love that part. And there was some really good humour. Um, Joe Pantoliano was was really well cast, I thought, in in that role. What are you rating this film? I'm going to give it a seven um, because it's just, I mean, it's incredibly well made. It's incredibly unique. Yeah. Kind of put Nolan on the map. Brilliant performances. All of the creative choices in there I thought were brilliant with black and white and telling the story backwards. And even the, down to the details where the camera is completely different in black and white and it's more intense close-ups and feels a bit more visceral. I really love all that stuff. But as an experience, I don't love sitting down to watch it. I find it a bit of a slog. Um, so, yeah, it balances out to about, about a seven for me, I would say. What about you? Agreed. I would have gone seven. So seven, I mean, some people might say that that's uh, sacrilege, but fuck them. It's, it's our podcast. We do, we do what <laughs> we want. Seven is good. Seven's seven a is a solid good. score. But I know there'd be a lot of Nolanites out there that would be f- absolutely furious. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. All righty. So let's move on to the Peanut Butter Falcon then. And this came out in 2019, fairly recent for us. Uh, directed by Tyler Nielsen and Michael Schwartz. The synopsis on Letterboxd reads, A down-on-his-luck crab fisherman embarks on a journey to get a young man with Down syndrome to a professional wrestling school in rural North Carolina and away from the retirement home where he's lived for the past two and a half years. The budget was six million, and the worldwide box office was twenty-four million. I thought it was straight to streaming. To be honest with you, I don't. Mean, maybe it didn't get a release over here. Maybe that was only in the states or whatever. Yes. But. Yeah. So it stars Shia LaBeouf as Tyler, Zach Gotsigan as Zach, Dakota Johnson as Eleanor, and uh, others. Thomas Hayden Church as Clint, and Salt the Saltwater Redneck. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. And Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern pops up in this at the start of the film and he plays Carl. So Zach is living in a home. Uh, I don't know why he's living in a home. I think there's some sort of, there's a bit of dialogue later that just sort of says that he kind of has landed there. Younger people who either have a disability, sometimes they are put in aged care homes because there's no... Uh, there's no place to put them. So sometimes that is what happens. So sometimes that's the, the only option, is it? Yeah. Shit. I guess I mean, that was I had, had no idea. Yeah. But I think that's changing. They're changing that now. I think that there's more accessibility for people who are younger that need uh, that support. I guess for me, uh, for me, I was quite clearly clear that this film was about friendship but like how you your your the friends 
a kind of the family that you choose. I think that's actually a line from the film. I think Bruce Stern says that friends are a family that you choose. And there was a member, I remember there's a bit where there's a close up on the side of a gun and it's etched in the side of the gun was family first, I think. So it's quite clear that this is about your sort of bonds and your friendships. And it was yeah. that kind of friendship with um, Tyler that kind of, I guess, brought him out of himself a little bit more. Cause I did enjoy Zach's character. Cause they did, they set up his character quite well from the very first scene. He's sitting down to have uh, lunch, isn't he? And he just he draws a diagram. <laughs> yeah. It's like he comes up with this scheme to escape, and she <laughs> pretends to choke, and he legs it. That was that was great because that told you exactly all you needed to know about the character. He's trying to get out of this place, and he's he's got a plan. He's got a, a goal, sort of thing. But then after that first scene, it sort of I was struggling to see where it was going to go. Story wise, I didn't really get invested in it that much until around about the, I guess, the half an hour mark. It was after that boat scene mm-hmm. when that happened. It kicked up a, 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 it kicked up a gear for me, and I really, really enjoyed their interactions. It felt like a real friendship, you know, like it wasn't really based on any motives. This, uh, you know, this film, how it was created, is because the directors met Zach at one of those uh, camps for disability and non-disabled people. And Zach always wanted to be an actor and be a movie star. So this is how they created this film, based on just him wanting to be part of cinema. Yeah, so it was kind of written, it was written for Zach as well. That's interesting. And they flipped it. They changed it from the film business to wrestling. Wrestling. Which was a great decision, Really, I mean, they could have kept it as a film business, but I guess um, if you if you make it wrestling, that gives you a lot more sort of creative freedom to go with the locations, I guess, that they went for and that kind of um, that area in America. You know, um, that scene where they're walking—is it cornfields? What would you, you know when Zach is hiding yeah. when Tyler is going to get the groceries and he comes back? And then Tyler and Zach, they're walking through and it's like, all right, now we've got some rules to make. And rule number one is don't slow me down. Mm. Tyler starts walking and Zach is slowing him down. He goes, oh, Zach, what was rule number one? Party. Yeah. Zach yeah. actually did that. That was improv on his behalf. Apparently. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Brilliant. That was a, one, of the, one of the more enjoyable moments of the film as well, I thought, because that comes up again later, doesn't it, as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the boat scene uh, when they're crossing the water, that's pretty funny. That's probably the most memorable scene for me, just because I remember that being the point where I was like, oh, great, like, I'm going to enjoy this film. So it's about their journey to this wrestling school, and all the while Dakota Johnson's character is trying to track down Teddy, and maybe she bumps into Tyler and maybe they have a bit of a little bit of a flirt and there's a little bit of a sparky magic magic, if that's what the kids are calling it these days. Yeah. And um, they go their separate ways, but they do bump into each other again and they sort of have a, they, they sort of clash a little bit, don't they? Because Tyler's like, look, you've got to just let him do what he's going to do. You know, he's a, he's, he's a person and he won't make his own decision sort of thing. And she's very protective of him. And they both want the best, but, have these different approaches didn't they that clash was quite interesting to see i would have liked to see a little bit more of those conversations but it did have a nice pace to it this film as it was i do maybe if you added started adding stuff in it would have taken away from the film a little bit and they finally well they finally get to the wrestling school Hmm. but it's been it's been closed down for a good 10 years zach has had this wrestling video it was a little bit outdated 
Yeah, a little bit. And and then when he gets there, the main guy, the main wrestling guy that he idolizes, is just like, we don't do that anymore. And Tyler is a bit like devastated because you know Zach, Zach was was really excited about going to like learning wrestling and meeting his idol and now that's not going to happen and then it all changes and the main wrestling guy comes out and he's like oh hey you know I'll come in in full gear and Zach's really excited and he teaches him a few tricks and after a day he's like hey I think you're ready to wrestle someone yeah I know it was a bit soon wasn't it if I was learning to wrestle, I definitely wouldn't get in the ring after a day. No, I'd probably leave it at least a year, I think. Well, I really enjoyed actually Thomas Hayden Church's character as the Saltwater Redneck. I thought he was really well cast. And he wasn't in a lot of the film, but he was quite uh, an important character. Well, he was the, the, the main plot of the film, wasn't he? I guess, like you say, the objective yeah. was to reach his wrestling school. So it was quite nice to see... Um, him, he, he sort of had a mini arc character arc, really, didn't he? Because they met him and he was kind of like, Oh, fucking hell, I've got to deal with these people now. But yeah. then, like you say, he kind of decided to open up the school again for um, for Zach and trained him up a bit. And then they got he got him into into the into the ring and they had that that match. And that huge guy was, was, yeah, he was being very aggressive, wasn't he? I guess he was being fair on him though, because he wasn't just going to be like, Oh not because you're new to this or not because you have a disability. I'm going to go easy on you. I'm going to, I'm going to wrestle you like I would wrestle anyone else. So that was good. Maybe a little bit too hard on the first round, but I loved his uh, costume out of cup, the Falcon. Zach's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. The cardboard boxes and stuff. It was a very sweet film. It, I did enjoy yeah. how um, Shia LaBeouf's character, when, when they were at the wrestling match, he sort of said, no one's going to die today to someone. And I thought, oh, someone's going to die today. Then I know, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought from that point, I was like, oh, clearly Shia LaBeouf's going to die. So when he got a uh, metal crowbar. to the head, yeah, whatever that was, yeah, crowbar. When he got a crowbar to the head, I thought, yeah, he's obviously dead. And they, you're, you were meant to think that. Um, certain shots were set up, so you were meant to think he was dead. And then a big reveal at the end is, he's not dead, he's still alive. Yeah. I was, I don't know, I didn't love that ending. I didn't love that it was a nice, sweet, happy ending. Maybe I'm just a very fucking cynical man, but I don't know. <laughs> Originally, because in, I think, I don't know if it was in the first script, but they were going to have it as Eleanor and Zach just driving off and there was, and Charlotte Beef wasn't going to be in the back of the of the car. But then the directors read that and they're like, no, 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 we're going to change that. So it was a conscious decision to change it from a tragic ending to a happy ending. Yeah. I don't know. It might've stuck the landing a little bit more for me if I'd stuck with a tragic ending, but, uh, and I think the main reason for that is because they signposted it a lot. They said, Oh, someone's going to die today. And then they clearly had intended for it to, for us to think that I felt a little bit tricked by it. I guess when he was alive at the end, I was like, Oh, all right. So some certain shots didn't make sense, really. You know, minor. I enjoyed the rest of it quite a lot. So that's only a minor, minor thing. Um, I would probably give this an eight out of ten. I'll give this an eight out of ten as well. Maybe an eight and a half. I'm going to watch it again tonight, so I'll see how I feel. All right. So yeah, let's move on to the next section then, and we've got to choose the films and the theme for next week. I've chosen the theme. So we can, I'm going to pick three and you're going to pick three and we're going to knock two out of each other's list to get down to a final two. 
Um, mm-hmm. The t- topic that I have chosen to go with this week is martial arts because we haven't done it before. And it's no. been something that's sort of bubbling away under the surface. And I have some other personal reasons for choosing that as well. So cool. let's go with martial arts. There are a few to choose from on streaming services. Um, I've recently acquired a few more martial arts DVDs and whatnot. Um, and I've picked, got my three picks ready to go. Have you got your three awesome. ready to go? I do. Some pen and paper so I can write yours down. Yeah, this is the part where we need pen and paper and I have to edit out all the paper ruffling sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Or 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 Mike stands squeaking. Listen to this. (laughs) Get some WD-40, mate. (laughs) Get some Chuck Norris on it. Get some Chuck... Oh, hello. Hello. All right. (laughs) There you go. Do it again. (laughs) Right. um, The chooser of the topic shall go first and so it is written and yeah. so it is scripture so my picks are the raid next one i haven't seen but it's called triple threat and the next one also i haven't seen and it's called martial arts of shaolin and that's me i've got a couple of honorable mentions but we'll talk about them afterwards what do you have my first one is the drunken master second pick is fist of fury <laughs> That was a very that was a very dangerous game you're playing, choosing Fist of Fury. You do know that, don't you? Fist of Fury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised oh. you didn't even put that on the list. I was like, Dan's definitely gonna choose this film. And my... <laughs> I've just written down Fist of Fist. <laughs> I've missed the Fury. The Fury part is irrelevant. Let's just concentrate on the fist. And my last pick is Shadow. Okay, so to recap then, I have chosen The Raid, Triple Threat, Martial Arts of Shaolin, and you have chosen The Drunken Master, Fist of Fury, and Shadow. Uh, one of those, or a couple of those, are definitely Jackie Chan, aren't they? Drunken, is Drunken Master Jackie, Ch- Jackie Chan? Yeah. And Fist of Fury, who's in that? Uh, Bruce Lee. Okay. Don't ask me who's in Shadow. I think that's, quite, that's relatively new, 2018. What about yours? What who's in any main martial arts people? In in the raid, it's uh, Aiko Uwe. Um, I'm sure it's one of those names that I've never said out loud to a person, and I've only ever read it, so I might be screwing that up. <laughs> yeah, cool. please correct me, somebody, if you're listening. So the raid, triple threats, and martial arts of Shaolin. So martial arts of Shaolin is Jet Li. It's an early Jet Li film. Um, 1986, so really wow. early, so yeah. almost or over a decade before I became aware of him um, after having seen Lethal Weapon number four. <laughs> right, well, I need to knock one of yours out. I need to make a decision, don't yeah. I? I am going to get rid of, on the basis that I don't know as much about it, Shadow. Okay. I think I'm going to get rid of Triple Threat. We're now left with The Raid and the Martial Arts of Shaolin in my list and The Drunken Master and Fist in the Fury in your list. So The Raid, here we go. So I I got this on on Blu-ray. God, I I looked at this synopsis last night and have you seen The Raid? No, I don't think so. I, I was looking at this last night and The Raid is an incredibly simple film. Like there's, and that's one of the reasons why it works so well. But the synopsis is one of the longest synopsises that I've ever seen. And it really doesn't need to be that long. So I'm not going to read the synopsis because there's going to be a lot of unnecessary information in there. Basically, um, Aiko Uwe is an undercover 
uh, well, no, he's not undercover yet, actually. That would be spoilers. So he's a, he's a copper. And they're trying to get into this building. It was run by a load of gangsters and drug lords. And it's about him fighting his way to the, the last criminal. And it's just all about the action. And it's, it's fantastic action. It's my favourite foreign film, hands down. And uh, yeah, it's brutal. So The Martial Arts of Shaolin was my next pick. And that came out in 1986. And I'd never heard of this before. Um, but I was sort of scrolling through Netflix and I stumbled upon it because I was trying to mix it up a little bit. I wanted to get, I didn't want to, uh, cause at first I had three Ico films on there and I'll talk about them later, but I, I wanted to get someone else in there. So this is a Jet Li film and it's 90 minutes long. And the synopsis on letterbox reads in, in ancient China, Zi Ming trains at the legendary Northern Shaolin temple to avenge the death of his father at the hands of a nefarious magistrate. So fighting, uh, revenge, martial arts uh jet lee it's got some good reviews and it looks like an interesting film to watch well okay my pick so i'll start off with the drunken master uh it was filmed in 1978 tagline is the original kung fu comedy and synopsis is a mischievous young man is sent to hone his martial arts skills with an older alcoholic kung fu master. My other pick is Fist of Fury. Synopsis is Shen Xian returns to the international compound of China only to learn of his beloved teacher's death. This is the compound by the continuous racist harassment by the Japanese population in the area. Unlike his friends, he confronts it head-on with his Master of Martial Arts while investigating his teacher's murder. What was the year on Fist of Fury? 1972, and Drunken Master was 1978, so both 70s films. I think I'm going to go, I know I'm going to go with yours. You do? I think. Okay. Yeah. What, what, What are you thinking? I'm thinking The Raid. Okay. We're going to knock out Martial Arts of Shaolin. Cool. Uh, out of yours, Drunken Master or Fist of Fury? I'm a little bit torn. Um, Jackie Chan, Comedy or Bruce Lee? I think, with the added bonus that I can make fisting jokes next week, uh, I'm going to stick with Fist of Fury. I, I joke, but also it's Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee is is the master, right? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's the holy grail of, of martial arts humans, um, isn't he? So... Let's go with that. Let's go for one Bruce Lee, one Ico. Awesome. So martial arts films for next week, we're going to be watching The Raid and Fist of Fury. And now that means we've got to move on to the last section, which is Stitch Up. Hold on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Honourable mentions. What are you doing? I forget. <laughs> I forget, don't I? Yeah. I'm desperate for you to talk about The Draniac, to be honest. All right, honourable mentions, you're right. What, what what other films were you considering? First one is The Assassin. Uh, next one is Kill Bill, because I haven't watched either of them. Maybe I'll watch them this week. I think they're on a streaming service. Uh, Karate Kid, bit of comedy. Shanghai Noon. And the new Mulan. I haven't seen any of the Mulans. Um, Shanghai Noon is a comedy Jackie Chan, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Karate Kid, I wouldn't say Karate Kid's comedy. 
it's more of a teen drama, I would say. Um, but it's good. It's, it's one of my childhood favourites. And um, yeah, I used to stand on my nan's table doing a karate pose uh, quite <laughs> often when I was a kid. Oh, the amount of times I've done wax on, wax off, mate. I think that's why I've got problems <laughs> with my wrists. Um, At least it's that reason and not something else. How, how do you mean? <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> let's elaborate. No, let's not. Um, okay. Awesome. Yeah. So my couple of honorable mentions are the raid two is, is many consider that superior to the raid one. I prefer the raid one because it's just more concise little action film. The raid two is very ambitious, but it's still a great film. The Night Comes for Us, that was on there. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is one I chose because that's one of the DVDs that I picked up from Nans. Um, but I couldn't Aww. find it on a streaming service, so I didn't choose it. But I will. What is it called? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And my last pick was a little bit of a joke, really. Um, but not really. I, I enjoy it. Mortal Kombat. It's great. Mm. Is that good? <laughs> it's great. No, that it's good? terrible. Yeah, it's terrible, but it's a lot of fun. Have you guys reviewed that film anyway, or was that on a Stitcher? I chose it on our video games, but we decided to do Tomb Raider, two Tomb Raider films. You know, in our infinite wisdom. Yeah, and that's it really. And and I watched Enter the Dragon um, last night, which was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't, I had no idea that John Saxon was in it. I've seen it before, but a long, long time ago when I was a kid. It was on Netflix, so I decided to put it on. But John Saxon keep kicking people in heads, mate. You can't, you can't go wrong, really. And there's yeah. some great fighting in there, um, and it's a lot of fun. It's proper seventies. There's a lot of flares and a lot of afros going on, and a lot of uh, bum chicka wow wow sort of funky seventies <laughs> funk. It's great. It's great. It's a lot really? of fun. I need to have a few beers and watch that. Let's get a Draniac out of the way, shall we? Uh, directed by Brett Piper. It yep. was. Uh, it came out in 2000 and it goes for 81 minutes. Synopsis is some teenagers in an old house find that there's something evil in the water. And that's all I've got to say about my film. Cool. Next, <laughs> next. Yeah. Does that pretty much sum it up? Yeah. It was made in 2000. I knew that. Yeah. And you just said that as well, but <laughs> Well, I, it, it didn't look like it was made in 2000, did it? It looked like it was made. It was uh, shot in 1973. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it looked like it was done a few decades before that time. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um, I watched this film and then afterwards I listened to Core Press's uh, review on it. I could have just listened to their review and pretended that I watched this film. You could have probably gotten away with that. Yeah. Um, so this film, what is it about? Julie and her dad, well, her dad buys this rundown house that he's going to supposedly renovate. And this house has ghostling thing in the drains and weird things happen in the house. My first question to you was going to be uh, ghost slime question (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was was really funny at the start when the two homeless people uh they're like oh this house is open and they walk in it's like oh is it's not coming out of the pipe and then all of a sudden he's like ah 
and he burns and he's dead. And the other homeless man is like, fuck this shit and runs away. And runs away. He pushes then, him to his death and he nicks it. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to present day when Julie gets home and her dad's not very impressed that she got home late, which was, it was only 10 o'clock apparently. That's it was crazy. still early. It looked, I think it still looked like daylight outside. There's a lot of terrible acting and shit that happens in this film. I'll have to admit. That's. I think that's the main thing that, that I. The main reason I checked out of it because I've watched it and thought maybe I could watch this with other people and it would be quite a lot of fun to have a few drinks and like you were saying the cats. Yeah. But on your own, I didn't find it. I was like, well, God, these people. What are these people talking about? And it's just the, the dialogue and the way it was delivered for me, I was just like, no, I can't. I can't dialogue, do this the acting, the dubbing. It's it's like watching the room. Oh, it's it's a lot worse than the room, I have to I'll admit. Do you reckon? Yeah. Have you seen how many times have you seen a room? That one time that we watched the Prince Charles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I, I've seen it a couple of times now, and it's definitely more fun to watch it at Prince Charles. I watched yeah. it on my own once. I was just like yeah, this is not. <laughs> this is not doing it for me. Yeah, you look pretty silly throwing spoons at your screen on your own. I guess on your own. Yeah, now, I've only yeah. got metal spoons as well, so it break my telly. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess if I was watching Draniac, that might be a desired outcome. I don't know. What would you throw at the screen on Draniac? Uh, a sink. <laughs> throw or throw the screen out the window. That's a bit too rock and roll for me, mate. So slimy ghosty slime was what was it it was did it come to a conclusion did it come to a head at what what that was i don't know just some evil ghost that for some reason is in the pipes or in the ground it sounds like i should probably finish off this film to be honest with yeah, you. i don't want to do it on my own i'm not gonna watch this with you mate <laughs> <laughs> watch it with albert watch it with albert Oh, uh, should I tell Albert to watch it? Should I say, yes. oh, I'll just watch this film. It's brilliant. Really? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do that. Because <laughs> I've recommended a few to him lately and he's loving them. He's like, oh, these films are great that you're recommending yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh my God. That will be brilliant. <laughs> Please do it. I shall let that you know how great. I get on with that next week. Was it scary? Did it make you jump? Nah, not at all. What, what, it's meant what to be a you... horror, right? Yeah. What did you get up to on this film? 27 minutes which like what was the what was that scene were they just getting to the house was she getting into a bathtub what was happening i think the last thing i remember was the rat oh yeah i think they just got into the house and there was a rat and i maybe the rat got eaten by the sink yes or does is that did that happen did the bath come alive yeah the like a creature came out of the sink, ate it, and then right. it disappeared. This film doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a weird one, isn't it? It is very is weird. It, I find it's I find it strange that this film was made, and then they made DVDs of it and sold it in shops. Yeah, I find that. Don't you find that odd? Like <laughs> shoot, shooting a why. film is the most i've never done it but it, it's like it seems like the most difficult thing to, to do there's so many moving parts so anyone that makes anything i've got a certain amount of respect for just because they've done it mm. um but you do get the feeling that like maybe a crew of chimps could have done a better better version of this film <laughs> <laughs> i don't know a lot of 
Apparently all the special effects were done in camera. Apparently. Right. Um, what, I mean, you think so, yeah. They shot this over seven days, apparently, as well. Really? A week? Yeah. Did you see that creepy uh, teenager called Wade? I did see Wade. I fucking hated him. What a cock. What an absolute fucking creep. (laughs) The last scene that I saw of him, he was was just banging on the bonnet of a car and sticking his middle finger up to the car. And I was just like, who is this clown? But he was a bit of a creep, wasn't he? Yeah, because he he somehow gets to the house. Anyway, um, somehow all of her friends get to the house. They somehow figure out where she is, even though she hasn't told him where this new house that her dad has bought. And Wade gets there and then he's like, he gets really creepy and sexualized with one of the characters and she's not enjoying it. She's like, Mm. tell him to fuck off. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go take a piss. And like, I'm glad that the fucking monster ate his dick off and then somehow sucked (laughs) him in as well. God, it happened. Yeah. Spoiler oh. alert. Oh, do you know what? I'm really happy with that. I think that maybe would make the film. Yeah. I'll probably give it like what, half a star for that, for that situation. Do I want, yeah. do I, shall I share the ending or shall I leave it so then you and Albert are surprised? I mean, no, share it. Um, it's yeah. not going to ruin it for me if I do watch it. Yeah. Okay. So dad somehow, so dad gets burnt off by the car and this, Plumber guy walks past. He's like, interesting. And then somehow, Hang on, plumber. Thinks, you didn't mention anything about a plumber. This is, sounds like oh, a very complicated oh, plot twist. There's a plumber. There's a plumber. Oh, oh is because there? of the drains. I is get there it. A plumber? <laughs> hold on, wait. Hold on a sec. Wait. So this guy comes in, arrives at the house, and what? When he arrives, Julie's male friend. He's downstairs, and he's he's drowning because the, somehow the drain is flooding up and he's almost about to drown downstairs in the basement when she answers the door she's like who are you oh i'm the plumber oh well come in and help or i don't think she even tells him to help she just tells him to come in she goes i didn't order a plumber anyway saves the saves her friend he's all fine she goes oh yeah this is a plumber he's like oh wait no that's my surname it was an actual plumber he was just just come on called mr plumber yeah He's Mr. Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Christopher. Uh, I think his name was Leon. He does some witchcraft <laughs> business and then a candle. Some witchcraft falls. business. <laughs> he does some witchcraft at him. He does some witchcraft, candle falls over, and then all of a sudden the house is on fire. The end. So all they need to do is set fire to the house. They didn't even need him. They should have just burnt the house. Well, they should have just burnt the house down in the first place. I'm going to give a half a star. It was shit. If, you, if you're with some mates wanting to have a drink, have a bit of fun, go on and watch it. Otherwise, give it a go. Give it a go. Give it a whirl. Okay, brilliant. So thank you very much for watching Draniac. I appreciate that. And uh, it's another one ticked off for you. So that's all yeah. good. And now we need to find out who's watching the next one. Um, yes. And last week we 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 announced what we were choosing, what was going on a poll. So you put it on. Mega Piranha against an Easter Bunny puppy. I didn't even vote. I forgot to vote on this on this film on this poll. But I can tell you there were there were five votes, and um, 
Only you voted for me. Was it influence? I put a couple arrows on Easter Puppy Bunny. There was a little bit of influencing on there. Yeah. Yeah. There was a little bit yeah. of uh, finger pointing in an arrow direction. Yeah. Please uh, vote in this Please direction. Vote for this How dare yeah. you? You do it to me all the time, mate. What are we talking about? Um, go on then. Look, listen, it was 80% for, for me to watch um, an Easter Bunny puppy. Let's just get it yeah. out of the way. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I knew because I voted obviously for you, and then I saw the, I saw what it was at that point. It'd been on for a while, and I saw what the what it was at that point, so I knew where it was. This was going. So I looked up um, an Easter Bunny puppy on on YouTube, uh, and it looks great. I don't know what the problem is. It looks amazing. <laughs> is it like those films that you watch at Christmas time? Is it a film that you should watch at Easter time? Well, it looks to me. It looks like a film that you should watch every day. It should be the only oh. film you ever watch. Okay. I can't believe I've got to watch this. We're in, watching these terrible films is starting to get very, very much like hard work, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. All we've got to do now is announce the films for the next poll. I've gone non-romantic because I feel like every time I do romance on your poll, I tend to lose. So I'm going to go triastic attack. I've never heard of it. Looks fucking terrible, mate. <laughs> right? What is it, horror? <laughs> I don't bloody know. Native American owner on a roadside museum accidentally brings to life three dinosaur fossils. Now really annoyed, a giant dino wrecks havoc in a small town. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it sounds fucking amazing. Maybe you'll enjoy it, but like the ratings on it are like 1.8 on Letterboxd is the highest. Okay, so I am going to go for a film. I watched this about well, about a month ago, I guess, and I never seen it, and it was terrible. But I want to see. I want to know what you think of it, and it's called Return of a Living Dead Four. Oh, okay, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Oh, it's just, oh, but then I will have to watch one, two, and three in that week if I do lose. Oh, I really want to see them. I might just oh, them. You, 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 yeah, watch one, two, and three. You know, they're not bad. Yeah. But uh, what, like four, I haven't seen five. I don't think I've seen two, actually. But one and three, I remember being quite good. And four was pretty, <laughs> was pretty bad. But again, in quite a comical way. So, yeah, so that's it. We made it for another one. And that was, uh, that was this was your, your, birthday, your birthday episode, even though it's not quite your birthday yet. And we're recording. Maybe next time it'll be more of a birthday birthday theme oh you've got to update us about what happens with your your dna yeah um, it hasn't it hasn't arrived it? yet i haven't no. received an email about it so i think it's gonna i think it's gonna take a few weeks maybe a couple of months until that happens but next week is our 50th episode as well oh, i'd completely forgotten about that you know you're, yeah. you're so right it's our 50th episode and that's, i'm really happy with that you know it's a milestone i mean i haven't been doing it for 50 episodes i've been listening since day one Yes, yeah, you've always, you've always been there and in, in the backgrounds and listening and then you got on. But you, you've done, coming up, what, 18 or 20 now or something? When yeah, did you start, 30, think, 32 or something? 
Yeah, so I think I've done yeah almost twenty episodes. Not not bad. Yeah, I think we I think we're doing doing well to get to fifty fifty episodes, mate. That's over fifty hours of just total film nonsense <laughs> that some people have listened to on the universe. Keep listening. Thanks for listening. Yes, please share. Yeah, please please share it. Yeah, just come and interact with us on um, on Instagram. Um, incidentally, where can we find you on Instagram, mate? You can find me at Nika Creative or Chica Nika on Instagram. Let's wrap it up. So, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you next time for our martial arts episode. Hiya! Yes, we'll do martial arts noises. <laughs> yeah. Is that what Chuck Norris would do? <laughs> Chuck Norris? I don't know. What would Chuck Norris do? Does he have a tagline with his... He had a TV show, I think, didn't he? I think his tagline was you have just been Chuck Norris oh. I think that's what he said to everyone I've just Norris you right in the face <laughs> Norris all over your face Lovely. shall we shall we shall we, leave, shall we leave it at that yep bye <laughs>